This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The weather is getting more and more miserable. The country is getting more and more confused. And Stags fans are becoming more and more frustrated. No, it's nothing to do with tier systems and everything to do with the inability to win a game of football. It was always going to be a tough, tough, stodgy affair. They actually changed their shape, very similar to Sham. Tranmere did as well to nullify us. They went man for man, they killed the game and you could see late on um, there was probably one team only, uh, there was only going to be one team to win that game. We've hit the post, we've hit the bar, we've had the better chances obviously. Well, I think we've laid a ghost to rest because over the last week or two, the last couple of weeks, we've maybe leaked one or two goals, maybe one or two errors. And that, no matter whether we like it or not, that would be playing on players' minds. Another goalless and soulless draw at the weekend left Mansfield in 21st place in the Skybet League 2 table with just three points from a possible 15. But with the games coming thick and fast, can Graham Cochran's men improve on that and shine a positive light onto the misery we find ourselves isolated in? The axe has already fallen at other clubs and some fans are wondering if that needs to happen close to home. Others suggest some last-minute transfer dealings to replace Hamilton and Rose may be the key. We'll obviously look to uh, to improve one or two areas of the pitch. We'll obviously look to add add to numbers. I think, I don't know off the top of my head, I think I'm looking at 15, 16 senior pros. We'll talk about that and much more during tonight's show where, as always, you can have your say on your team in the comments. Get involved now. Why? Well, the answer's simple. Because Mansfield matters. Graham Cochran consistently saying that the Stags have laid a ghost to rest. It feels like we're living in an episode of Scooby-Doo, to be honest, because ghosts keep appearing from anywhere and everywhere. It's like we're running down these corridors which look exactly the same week upon week upon week. Three points from the op- from the opening five games of the Skybet League 2 system. 
I don't know whether that's quite acceptable at this stage of the season. All of that to debate as uh, the show continues and goes on throughout uh, the night. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield, as always, and always will, matters. Joining me alongside me, albeit virtually, they're not on screen yet, we'll say hello to them in a second, but you'll be able to hear them. Cam Felton and Nathan Edge, how are you boys? Are you well? Very good, thank you. Jolly I'm good. Thanks. Jolly good. Uh, Nathan says he's refreshed. Uh, well, let's uh, see whether he is uh, refreshed or not. Let's get the camera uh, over to him. As always, guys at home, this is the, the place for you to uh, uh, have your say and your team as well. So please do get involved uh, in the comments. I've got the phone ready to sort of uh, go through them tonight. After Saturday's game... I decided to sort of come on for uh, five minutes, Nathan, uh, just to have a little bit of a rant, because I know you were in the air and, and Cam was busy with uni work. Um, I ended up staying on for half an hour in the comments. My phone was pretty much on fire uh, by the end of it, which pretty much um, uh, explains, uh, sort of says a lot about the game. You were listening in the air, weren't you? At, at this point, were you, at what point were you looking and, and sort, of, sort of feeling around for the exits, thinking, I wonder if I can chuck myself out of this plane? Well, um, to be fair, after about five minutes of listening, I was getting a bit, getting a bit uh, frustrated. But uh, I mean, that's uh, well for Wi-Fi on a plane. I mean, I was quite impressed it had it. To be fair, it cost me four ninety nine, but it was a four ninety nine not well spent. I don't think because uh, <laughs> trust my luck for it to be a drab nil nil and another frustrating performance. Um, luckily, it. Uh, I don't know how I timed it. I had an hour. Uh, and I managed to time it perfectly that after the whistle went, it went off. And I thought, well, that, that's that's good now. So I don't have to sort of dwell on it. I can just go and uh, you know, try and get some kip or something. So uh, I didn't have to pull up with all the aftermath like uh, like you would have had to. Oh, I, Honestly, it was absolute madness. Lots of people getting in touch. And one common theme, Cam Felton, was the words, got to go. I think that was the the thing for the the last week or so to be fair and i think uh even other media pages are picking up on it for example the bristol whatever their equivalent of the chad is um they're picking up on it now because obviously with graham uh being at bristol rovers they they've done, basically done a story saying the same vibes that was giving off at at Bristol Rovers is very much what's happening to here. Nothing's changing and the fans are getting frustrated. Yeah, it's an interesting read that I have to admit I've not seen that. I've uh, uh, been nice to, uh, I might have to see if I can uh, dig that out, but it's always interesting to sort of see, you know, what old fans uh, of previous clubs say and, and things like that. And I always sort of remember that, you know, usually when a manager leaves a club to join another club, um, there's always a little bit of, Force and a little bit of, uh, you know, a bit of tension and a bit of annoyance that another club has poached a manager. But I actually, I might be wrong, but Nathan, I actually can't remember that happening when when we when we brought Graham Coughlin in. No, not really. It was a bit. It was a bit weird because obviously he'd uh, what he'd done there. He, you know, done a a really good job and got them up to uh, second or third. You know, top top end of the table anyway. Um, and it wasn't all positive, which was which was weird. But I, I at that time I put it down to sort of sour grapes, you know. Uh, yeah. A bit like I guess we were with 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 Steve Evans, you know. We, we you know, I, I'd openly admit it, I think the best sour grapes there. Obviously, it annoys how it all went about. But 
it was also a disappointment that we were so close to promotion and the managers jumped ship and gone somewhere else. And uh, so I, I sort of put it down to, to that. But you do wonder whether there was a bit more behind that because a lot of they were critical of the style of play. But sometimes you think, well, style of play, if it gets your results, do you really care? But at the moment, when we're not getting a good style of play or getting results, and that's where the issue is, really. I'm going to now, I've not done it yet, I'm now going to pick up the phone and have a little um, scroll through the comments. Would you like to take bets on how many comments I get through before we see the words Flickcroft bring back? <laughs> Cam, do you want to have a, do you want, uh, do you want to have a, a guess? Not long. Not long. Have you not seen? Long, you've seen I've them, seen haven't you? Yeah, you've seen, you've seen <laughs> them. Of course you have. Uh, Nathan, how many are you going to guess? Well, if I was on my phone, I would have been first in, to be fair. But I'll, I'll, say, <laughs> I'll say two. Oh, All Nathan, right, I missed you. Just quickly, before we do this, this is what the... Bristol Live said, I think it's the same company that run the Nottingham Post. Yeah. Uh, Graham Cockland comes on, uh, comes in for criticism at Mansfield Town as Bristol Rovers complaints return. Graham Cockland's style of football so divisive, uh, divisive. Uh, Bristol Rovers has come into question again. Mm, interesting comments. Uh, I'm sure we'll delve into that a little bit more um, later on. But first and foremost, let's um, get the opinions of you guys at home. And yeah, they're absolutely. Uh, flowing in um, uh, at the moment so keep them do keep them coming I'll try and keep up with as much of them uh, as I can uh, Jamie says I love it how he kept saying we laid a, we laid a ghost and if they changed their system why didn't we go more attacking uh, good point obviously uh, referring to his comments post-match which we'll hear later on uh, Roy says after watching Bradford last night of course they played Harrogate I believe um, I fear for us if we play like we did on Saturday hopefully Graham can turn our fortunes around um, Nathan says bring back David Fr Flickcroft he also says bring back Christian Pierce. Uh, Wayne says Flickcroft uh, coming back and Pierce no uh, Sean says uh, I think the worst comment for me was before the Stevenage game in his pre-match interview he said it wasn't a must win game Surely every game is must win. Not setting a good mentality for the players. You could argue not wanting to put pressure on the squad, but it's not the message I'd want my squad to have. Uh, Callum says the only things Bristol Rovers fans ever said to us uh, is that he'd win as games, but the football would be unattractive. Only one of them are correct, is correct now. Uh, well, let's go to that comment uh, from Sean, Nathan. Um, he's pretty much comments, to be honest. Um, again, I have to agree. I, I'd... I listened. I always listen and watch the the pre-match interview on uh, on iFollow, um, mainly just to sort of pass the time because when you're not in the ground, you know it's, it's boring and waiting for this three o'clock. Um, and I have to admit, I wasn't. I didn't feel motivated. I didn't feel. It almost felt like he was playing it down a little bit. Stevenage for me, you know, yes, they've had a, a lot of turnaround like we have in, in the summer. Um, they're not doing too badly, but they're a team that we need to beat, and especially being at home. It just felt very negative. And to be honest, it, it felt like we were playing for a draw, let, let alone Stevenage. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the comments obviously saying it's not a must-win game. I mean, it, I guess it depends on what you mean by a must-win game. Does it mean you must win for the for the team or is it sort of a must win as in I think he was more trying to play it down as in it's not a must win as in if they don't win he's not going to lose his job I don't think he was I think he was probably trying to play down the pressure on that side of things yeah but I do think it was a must win game as in the fact that you know it was a fifth game in we're at home and it's against a team that we absolutely with the with the 
everything we've put into, you know, John and Karen have put into the club, you know, your finances and the players we've got in the in the building, that was a must-win game. We should not be, um, you know, losing or drawing in the way we did to to Stevenage. And that, no no disrespect to them, but we should not saying we're entitled to win games because quite clearly we're not. We haven't been doing that for a while, but. At home, you just want to go out there with a bit of aggression and and make them really work for a draw. Where I don't think we work them that hard. No, I don't. I think um, watching the game and, and and looking at that, we we didn't work them hard at all. We had no flair or anything in the attack. We reverted to typing, in lumping it long. We were playing the wrong players for it. And one thing which I sort of touched upon a little bit in in the post match on on Saturday, Cam was um, players who were big hitters for us, like George Maris and Harry Charlesley, getting absolutely lost in this system, which, um, not just Graham Coughlin, to be fair, which, you know, the past two or three managers have, have been insistent on playing. It, it seems to me like, you know, the three-five-two or three-four-one-two, whichever way you want to look at it, system, is the blueprint for how people want us to play. And if it's not working, we need to change it up, and otherwise we are going to lose, you know, the quality of players like George Maris. Yeah, and what's the point in spending the money and bringing them in if you're then not going to utilise them properly? Um, we've seen what we what they can do. We saw what Harry Charlesley can do last uh, last season. We obviously hit the post uh, pretty early on, so we know that they've got the ability. So. To then not utilise them is just an absolute waste because there's so many chances where we we need to get the ball moving a little bit quicker and we know these players can do it, but then we just force them into a style that then doesn't suit it. It's just it just seems a waste of time and then just to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and never changing it. That's why we're becoming so predictable. I think if we change obviously we changed the the team a little bit on Saturday, but I think if we're gonna keep doing it i think we've just we've got to find a balanced setup where we know that we can play the football that we want to do but we're also confident in playing that football keep your comments uh, coming in guys lots of interesting ones tonight lots of ones to debate we want your opinions on uh, uh you know the, the start we've made three points from a possible 15 is that good enough for me no uh, then what's the bare minimum uh, you'd accept from the next um, five games, possible 15 points uh, in that one. Any other questions and stuff you want to raise in there as well, uh, let us know. As always, it's the platform for you to have your say on your team. As Liam has done, he says, uh, long ball football is his game. So God knows how Cook can't get a game. Let's have a look at that one, Nathan. So obviously last couple of games, he's dropped Andy Cook for in and Jordan Bowery in favour of uh, Maynard and, and Jamie Reid. Um, you know, we were calling for Jamie Reid to sort of get a start and sort of show us what he can do, but he's been lost by the fact that we've, we've not played the football to suit him. We've not played the football to suit Maynard's style either. We, it almost feels like we can't find the balance. I mean, I don't know if it's me, but you need one of one pair and one of the other. Yeah, I'm a little bit gobsmacked that Cook hasn't, you know, he's barely featured at all. Um, and, it, you know, I, when you think of our first few games, probably the, out, the one player that probably outstood out of the rest was, was probably Cook. So to, to see him benched in a, when you're going to carry on playing the same, the same way, which is the long ball, and you're going to more, that's going to more suit Cook. Um you know, it make it doesn't make much sense unless he picked up an injury. But obviously, that clearly isn't the case. So he has come off the bench, things like that. Um, I guess I think uh, 
we did need we yeah, we were calling for for Reed on and Maynard to get more of a chance, but I just don't think having them both on the pitch, if you're going to carry on playing the long ball, it's going to work. You you want Cook uh, to to play or or Bowery. You want you kind of need to change the pair partnership, not just those two and those two. You want to mix mix the, the your little and large really and see how that works. Which really is that not common sense? Absolutely. It almost feels like you know we're trying to put what is it, uh, square pegs in round holes or vice versa. Um, Craig says, my point in all this is, so if Graham Cochran gets sacked, there will be a, uh, a payoff. If we pro- approach another manager in a job, there will be compensation. If after five games under a new manager, there's no improvement and still not winning games, would he get sacked as well? We would end up going through four or five managers um, in a season. Well, let's have a look at that. I mean, for me, it, it's a very frustrating uh, situation to be in. It's almost like um, I'm not going to compare it to um, the Dempster situation because in my opinion, Dempster came in took over somebody else's squad with maybe one or two additional players who I think probably might have been brought in anyway. Um, So I'm going to look back at the the Flickcroft situation when he came in. I know we keep mentioning him and I know sometimes it can get annoying, but this is just the comparison that that's there to make in recent years. He came in, squad that wasn't his players, and did woeful in those those twelve games, and we you know we dropped and arguably missed out on promotion. Then we bring in a whole um, other whole new squad, one to fit his style, etc., etc., and slowly but surely it starts to work. It, it's this, exactly the same with Graham Coughlin. You look at last season, we played, what, 15 games under him um, last season, league games, I'm excluding cup games in this. Uh, four wins, four draws, seven defeats with a squad which wasn't his and arguably um, was very, very low on numbers. And if we believe the things in the interviews, Cam, which have been said in the closed, closed season, probably 50, maybe 60, 70% of the players we have now in the summer were due to come to us in January. So it could have been very different then, couldn't it? Yeah, and I think just going back to the chopping and changing the managers thing, it doesn't work. No, of point, course point it proven. You use them down down the A60 as an example. The season that they went down, one manager. Not long after, they got another manager in Harry Kuehl. That didn't work. They got another manager in Neil Ardley, and look where that got them after spending all this money in the summer. Yeah, so and... it's obviously it's a completely different situation where us and they're them. But it, it just point proven changing managers doesn't work. No and, matter who it is, and then on the so this, go on. So if we're going to bring someone in, we we've just then got to stick with them, even if we we're still on a similar sort of form as what this is. We just then can't get on the back. If we say, say we sacked him right now, in five six games time under this new manager, if we're still in a similar situation, we then can't be criticising constantly because we've then only got ourselves to blame in a way absolutely and i think that that's where the, the thing comes in doesn't it you know you have to be a little bit patient in terms of allowing somebody to have their own squad but for me what i i would like to see in the next five games in in this month is i would like to maybe see a change of tactic you know we, we spoke about it after the newport game of going back to basics well if that's what's needed to do in order to win games and start turning our fortunes and um, our form around, then get it bloody done. It doesn't matter about whether we play, whether we're trying to play in this blueprint of three or whatever. Just do what's needed to be done. Do the basic things 
as a manager and, and make that progress because in five games time if we're unbeaten and we're in a good run of form this conversation that we're having tonight becomes absolutely redundant doesn't it Nate? yeah but that's where you really just hope to see some sort of change you know uh, evidently what what we're delivering at the moment isn't working and yes you you do need to carry on you do need to show a bit of perseverance and to carry on working at things but I think five games with it, with it not, you know, we've only had a couple of occasions, uh, you know, the first couple of matches where we, we, we could take a lot of positives out. But since then, uh, you know, it has been going backwards. So you sort of think now, surely it is time to try something a little bit different um, and, you know, mix it up on the pitch, whether it's different formation. You know, a lot of people call for four four two, but obviously no one ever likes playing that for some reason uh, these no. days. Uh it seems like I don't know what the issue is with that, but it seems to be like uh, no manager wants to go with that, regardless. So, but something style of play, there's got to be some sort of change in there because, and I I agree. I thought I was going to be a minority really, but I I agree. I don't think uh, we should be looking to sack the manager after five games, even though it has not you know it has been dire. Uh, but carry on like this after ten games, it's going to be very very difficult to sit here and say. We shouldn't sack him if we've also conned 10 games about winning and we've carried on in the same vein. Yeah, well, if we repeat this vein of form, which we're in at the moment, and that's, you know, three points from a possible 15, if we do exactly the same and get six points from 30, that would not warrant a manager staying in a job. But the fact it's five games in, you know, I ignore the cup games and we've had a lot of other things to... Uh, to deal with etc this um, this close season and and all and all of that especially in the world which we live in now you've got to weigh that decision up as well it's one of those where you've got to be you've got to be a little bit more thoughtful we can't overreact in some some respects i think we've got to let the this month play out and, and see what where we are and see sort of um what place we're in keep your comments coming in i'm going to try and get through them lots of them are coming in um tonight thomas says so easy to play against don't think we have been um in behind a team once everything played in front of the opposition is far too easy to defend against Hence why Stevenage came and sat in deep. Can't find the we can't seem to find the answers, can we? Completely agree. Um, it, it's come. It's like we've we've said. We've got to try and change that system to try and uh, you know play our expressive game, which we know we've got the players um, capable to to play as well. A.K. George Maris uh, for one uh, example. Uh, Michael says. Uh, Cochrane's interviews come come over uh, as though he's just going through the motions, and we're. Uh, and are without honesty and feelings. Uh, the football is unattractive and boring to watch. Mark says, the big question is not what, not what we think. I think it boils down to what the Radfords um, are thinking. Uh, Nathan says, feel sorry for the strikers. They don't seem to be getting any service. Uh, Michael says, the silence coming from the Radfords is worrying. Um, how can you not comment on what's happening now? Again, I would um, sort of, again, sort of highlight what our Nathan has, has said there, Michael, and, and that's the thing of, it's five games after ten. I think the silence will will become a little bit more, a uh, little bit more vocal. Um, Paul says, "How much longer the Radfords will give him is down to David Sharp to say enough uh, is enough." Uh, will Cochrane be allowed to bring in the players um, he that he said he needs? Um, and why has it took Cochrane 
uh, until now to realise he was short in the first place. Interesting comment that from uh, from Paul Cam. Obviously, we've lost CJ Hamilton in in this window. Are you all right, Nate? You don't need to cry oh. now. Um, we've, <laughs> we've then lost we've, <laughs> we've then lost Danny Rose. I'm struggling now, um, and arguably haven't particularly um, replaced them. We've sent out young players to get valuable game experience, which I don't mind at all, but it has undoubtedly left us short. We've got a few injuries in there as well. In particular, Ollie Clark and McLaughlin seem to pick up a bit of a knock, um, and he's got a bit of an injury record as well, hence the uh, the short-term deal for him. Um, for my money, I, th- I think we definitely need... We've said it for weeks that we need a commanding centre-half, but I also think we need another player in um, before the window slams shut on Friday. Yeah, even if it's just, uh, just a lone player for now, we that we know we know how influential lone players can be and it can come into a side it can players that aren't necessarily challenged in the squad so i think just just obviously the example um Stephen McLaughlin coming in obviously Mal Benning's picked up his game a little bit more um and it doesn't seem to be making as many mistakes from from what i've seen anyway but it, it's just giving that a bit of extra competition. It can try and reinvigorate the squad a little bit. And yes, it was a dull, drab, nil-nil draw on Saturday, but there were chances. There were just chances that we couldn't take. Uh, just for example, uh, obviously early on, Harry Charlesley hit the post. Uh, someone else hit the bar later on. So we are we are creating chances. We just need to finish them off and then cut out the silly little mistakes. The foundations are there. We just need to build on it. And if we brought someone in that maybe knew, uh, had a bit of pace, get in behind the defenders rather than just trying to play route one all the time, uh, just being able to change it up a little bit, I think could could really set us on the way. We're not, yes, we're low in the table, but we're not a bad team. We just need to start getting the results that we need. I certainly think for for one of one of the the answers to it is is completely changing the system. I think we'd be much better off with the players we've got in a four two three one sort of, um, you know, having Ollie Clark or James Perch alongside Charles Lee sort of protecting the back four with one of them dropping in and allowing the 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 fullbacks to push on and that'd certainly get more out of you like to Tyrese Sinclair if he's given a chance, uh, George Maris perhaps. Reed McLaughlin when fit and uh, Cook and Maynard um, as well. Keep your comments um, coming in. Uh, Roy says or Roy asks any chance of finding out why the Danny Rose saga seems to have been pushed to one side. When asked about him, um, the answer left us more puzzled. Well, we've not actually had a chance to get Nathan's take uh, on the Danny Rose saga because he was just about jetting off on his holidays when uh, uh, Rose was transferred to, to Northampton. You've had a couple of weeks to, to get over it, Nathan. It's still not right seeing the pictures of him in a uh, Northampton shirt on social media, nor is it right seeing him wear the number 29 shirt rather than 32. Um, but what what do you make of, of the whole Rose saga? Because there's clearly um, a, a decent sum... Uh, of money in, involved with future incentives as well. So financially, it looks to be um, a good deal. But the fact is, it's left a it's left a very big void. Well, when I was uh, leaving to go on holiday, I was going to go via Northampton and go and grab him and ring him back. Uh, social distancing, of course. But um, it's one of that. It's a bit similar to the CJ situation. You know, he was coming up to the end of his contract, um, and 
there's there's two way, two different ways you can look at it. from the club point of view. Obviously, the finances now of you know of all times it's it's important to to get players. And we have always said, you know, we've got to be honest on previous podcasts and different series. We've always said, you know, in years gone by, we've always sort of lost out on players. You know, we've let them run their contracts and we've got nothing for them. Yeah. So I'm never gonna criticize a club for for selling players when when the offers are there especially in the current uh current climate so from the club's point of view i understand why they may have sold him obviously for danny rose it's an opportunity to to go and play at a, a league above so again you can't really fault him for 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 taking the move when the opportunity has come but on the flip side from a footballing point of view i think this is a a massive loss for us you know i i I really felt like uh, when he came back or when he was going to come back from injury, which probably wasn't even injury now in hindsight, but I really thought it was going to be like having a new player. Uh, And certainly with the, with this, uh, the way we play at the moment with the the long balls up front, he was a player that would have provided that, that link up play and, uh, and holding it up and doing something, getting the game by a scruff of its neck. And, uh, you know, now we're looking at potentially bringing a player in or when you think of the, uh, profile of play that you kind of want well it, you kind of just want a Danny, Danny Rose and that's what's sort of frustrating we've, we've let someone go that I think could have uh, helped Graham turn this uh, you know to turn turn his bad luck or the situation around I know that Joe Dunn I know great for, for, to, let's be honest Graham Cochran for me has swerved it um, and uh, read into that whatever you want Joe Dunn was asked about it and sort of gave a very by the book answer Mentioned that obviously Danny had been offered uh, another deal or whatever to, to stay here. I'd have I'd have done whatever I could to try and um, you know make the the contract good enough to want him to stay. Maybe even with the thing of give us to sign a new deal. But if we're not in the, maybe the top seven by January, then we will look to we will look, look to let you go in the January window or even in the summer. Um, but I think like Nathan said, having Danny Rose in, in the way which Cochrane, it's clear the way he wants to play. Um, you know, he wants to get his centre backs on the ball and get it pushed forward, and he wants to try and um, get his flow in. It's just taking time and not rubbing off, which isn't getting the right results. But for me, in that situation, Danny Rose would have been an absolute prime, prime player um, to have in there. Would have been a key asset. And uh, for me, if if we a failure to replace him with a, a, a decent signing before. Um, uh, before Friday's window closing, I think um, then some questions certainly will need to to be asked as to why that uh, transfer was sanctioned and uh, and what the ambitions are um, for me in in some in some respects. Although, like Nathan said, um, the financial benefits of the two deals of Hamilton and uh, Rose you can't ignore because we've never been a selling club. We've always lost out on players, and I'd rather have money in the pocket than watch somebody else laugh their way to the bank. Um, Callum says, I know we always seem to go through a lot of managers, but I, I really don't see Cochrane going anywhere soon. Teams have had bad starts and come back to win the league. I do feel the pressure of not leaving it too long and then completely writing off the season because we're too far behind. I think, again, that's a fair comment, Cam. I think um, a lot of the frustration which we perhaps, um, perhaps feel um, is probably due to the fact of last season still playing on our minds a little bit and giving Dempster a little bit too long out of respect for him. 
if that makes sense. I still think we're in a bit of a hangover from the season before, if I'm honest. I think, and the season before that, being so close to where we want to be, and then every season since then has just been, we need to repeat that, we need to repeat that. And it just seems that there's been a little bit of added pressure. And I think just something I've just thought of, going back to the whole Danny Rose thing, I think he's the sort of player that gets under the skin of defenders, and I think that's something that we're now lacking. And I think, obviously, we can't get in behind the defenders, is something that we're struggling with. Get under the skin, get easy free kicks, and we know George Maris knows how to take a free kick. We know Tyree Sinclair knows how to take take a free kick. Create your chances another way, and I think it, it's something that we're going to miss out on. And why not? We'll get Jamie Maguire back on back in the team. <laughs> oh no, don't! I would love Jamie Maguire to, to someone, be in the just team. Just someone to really get under the skin of the defense don't. and and. <laughs> really not bully them but just like coax them into making mistakes and uh just being absolute opportunists over everything and i think we've just not got that clinical edge at the minute and i think if we could get under the skin of the teams then it's not then it's something that we can build on and something we can really utilise. Uh, lots of comments uh, just throwing random managers' names at us. I'm, I'm just going to gloss over them for now because I'm sure that'll be a conversation for another podcast at another time. I'm conscious of time tonight uh, as well. I want to move on and talk about other things uh, as we go on. Uh, ben says, Hi lads, uh, how are you? And to voice my opinion about the team, uh, it's only five games uh, into the season, so we have to wait until uh, 15 to 20 games. Then we'll see. Uh, where we are uh, let's answer his question though let's answer Ben's question how are you Cam are you alright all good yeah yeah Nathan are you well I'm, uh, I'm relatively well yeah yeah I'm galvanised there we go the bell is still here I'm, I'm alright I'm alright as well uh, although um, I'm in a bit of a mood because of something I saw on Twitter earlier and that's that's rant time later on um, Paul says um, would Paul Cook come to Mansfield and I'd love to hear Danny Rose's side of the story uh, he says I know he's watching you guys on here tonight well if he is hi Danny come home <laughs> <laughs> yes is that it is that all we need to say no um, seriously though on on the, the on the Rose thing um, also I know we, we talk about letting him go but also you've got to got to look at it in the other way He's been at the club, what, four years or so? Um, always giving his everything. Let's be honest, pretty much, in my opinion, had outgrown us a little bit and um, probably should have moved on last last summer um, and, and gone to a League One team. Is, is it the right age to move to a League One side? Deserves his opportunity. And I just hope that he grasps it with, with both hands and, uh, you know, goes on to, to flourish and ultimately you know gets us those financial incentives which we've added into to the deal but we wish him all the best of luck um so there you go i think yeah it's like we don't and and as well talk- and and you know did give us the best anagram in football let's just get that out there as well yes exactly, carry on Cam. but well, yes we talk about him a fair amount but when when he's the sort of player that you, you let go and then think we really could have done with someone like him it's like mm, it's a it's a it's a very very easy talking point and it gives us content. So, in some ways, it's a bit. I love it. He go. It feels a bit worse than actually letting CJ go, and I'm, and that's crazy for me to actually say that because CJ was by far my, my favourite player at the, the the club over the last few years. But the way we play, I don't actually think CJ would have would have thrived in this this team right no. now. 
No, I think no. it would have been in this position. You know, if you're still here, it would have been at a bit what we had last year where CJ's, you know, no good, is a lot, getting a lot of criticism, blah, blah, because it wouldn't have been the right setup for him, whereas he's gone to Blackpool where it is, a, is, it is going to be the right setup for him. Whereas Danny Rose on the... On the, to me, just he fits in this system perfectly, and that's that's what makes the, him going more disappointing than anything. Absolutely. Well, let's not dwell on Danny Rose um, too much. We wish him all the best and move on from uh, from that. Although I'm sure, although I am sure it will come up again and again and again. And you can guarantee that when we do the Christmas quiz. He will be an answer to a question. He, it, it just, it just will. It, it has to be. Uh, let's uh, have a little breather. Let's uh, allow myself, uh, Nathan and Cam, uh, to grab a quick drink, and let's head into the dressing room now and hear from. Um, let's hear uh, from one of the players. Let's hear from Ryan Sweeney, who gave his reaction um, to the goalless draw on Saturday uh, at home to Stevenage. Ryan was speaking after the game. To why follow stakes? I'd probably say two points dropped. Um, it was quite a you know a tough game in terms of they come here and made it really difficult for us. Um, you know we hit the post in the first half and you think probably if that goes in that they would have to open up a little bit more. Um, and then obviously we've hit the bar right at the end and it probably just seems the way it's going for us at the moment. You know the, when George hits it, I think it kind of hits the underside of the bar and you just open it. it you know it's the underside of the bar and then and then just goes over the line. But you see you know it's popped back out and. You know, I think that's just the way it's going for us at the moment. Probably lacked a little bit of service into the front men. Um, you know, they're really good players, Nicky and, and Reedy, but I think we just struggled to get the ball, good quality balls into them. Um, I don't think it was too bad. I think, you know, I think we could have done a little bit more to win the game. You know, the effort and the endeavour was there to, to try and get in the positions to score goals. You know, probably just lacked that final ball and that final bit of quality. You know, I think at this stage, you know, it's still really early doors, but we'd, we'd like more points on the board, of course. Um, you know, um, we're still we're still searching for that first win, um, but uh, there's still a heck of a lot more to come from from this group. You know, it's, it's a fresh group. You know, it's a new group. Um, but you know, football you you don't really get that time in football, and um, you know we still we need to make it happen now on a, on, a, on a Saturday. You know, we've got a lot of fixtures coming up, so maybe that'll help us um, going sort of Saturday, Tuesday, and you know, it's, I think it's one we've got we've got to relish this this run of fixtures coming up, and I'm sure we will. That's Ryan Sweeney speaking to I Follow Stags after that goalless draw at home to Stevenage on Saturday. Of course, uh, MansfieldTown.net forward slash I Follow is the place uh, to get all your interviews and your content, and of course, the only place uh, where you can currently watch uh, watch the games. Very very annoying is that situation. Uh, one day there we uh, we may be allowed back in the grounds, or am I just dreaming? Uh, interesting comments uh, from Ryan Sweeney there, Cam. Obviously, uh, that's something. I think we're perhaps guilty of not sort of um, talking about in, enough is the fact that it is a fresh group of players. A lot of them are trying to, um, you know, form new relationships and to form new partnerships within the side. You know, Cochrane is trying to play a different brand of football, which you can sort of identify at some points. It's just that the mistakes have sort of crept in a little bit too frequently. Um, I, but I think Sweeney's he's one of those players, he's an honest player. Um, you know, they'll be hurt and then they'll be as disappointed within the dressing room as we are in the stands. Yeah, you've got to think Sweeney's are still young, he's, he's still learning. And uh, after playing with two two fantastic players, obviously, Matt Preston and, and 
Christian Pearson. Whoa, the last whoa, two hang, years. On, hang on, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. No, no, no. What did you just refer to Matt Preston as? As a three, they worked. I so you no. can't, and you can't complain. At, you can't argue with that. As a three, I can, then, then three I did will. work. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not listening. I'm not listening to you. Sure. I'm very tempted um, to kick him <laughs> off the call. <laughs> Uh, but no, he, he's from going with two players that worked quite well with to two completely new players, obviously just building up that relationship. And obviously the players outside of the club usually be able to socialise, they'd be able to go like to go Nando's or whatever. But now it's... Because you're obviously having to look after yourself, stay in your bubble, do this, do that. It's hard to build up that relationship other than on the training ground. And sometimes you need a break from just thinking about football sometimes. Just go out, do something, get to know the players as a person well, rather than as a player. Again, we've we've tried this in the past and it's not gone well for us. Uh, yeah, funny. But... <laughs> You get what I mean. You, you, there's still people, and they've got to build that relationship on and off the field. Absolutely. And I think it's very difficult, especially players having to move houses and getting settled in the area, whilst not really being able to get to know the area because we can't do anything. So it's just getting used to the whole situation. And I think we've got a good foundation for a good squad. That's the thing. We just need to build on it. But like Sweden says, it's like getting the service to the front men or um, or whatever like that. So the players know where they're going wrong. The fans know where we're going wrong. It's now just being able to use that as motivation to go and change something either on the training ground or actually during the game. We picked one a little bit earlier, uh, Nath, uh, about the transfer window coming to a close on Friday. If you were Graham Coughlin... What area would you be looking to uh, to add um, by the, by Friday? And would it be a permanent transfer, or would you be looking to dip into the loan market to see it just to see us through uh, until January? Because the, we can't take away from the fact that the younger players that have gone out on loan, you know, your Jimmy Knowles, your Josh Scott, your Aidan Walkers, um, etc. That's the right move to get them out and to to play some professional football. That's better for their development at this time at this point in time um well i i mean jimmy knows i don't even think he's even been on the bench for Notts county yet or i know he wasn't on the most uh the latest game so i don't know whether that moved quite the the best because obviously mm. the point of them going going out on loan is to get to get game time and so question marks on that one from me anyway but um my, my only concern is now it kind of feels like it's kind of a bit of panic buying now obviously the last few weeks uh, several times Graham has said that he's happy with the squad obviously we have had Danny leave since since then so you expect one to come in to replace him potentially um, but obviously now might be talking more, we might be talking more than one so it'll be very um, you know this point of the transfer window there's you, a lot of players are, have already got clubs now um so whether it will be a loan from somebody you know higher up in the league in the in the league pyramid championship or whatever i don't know it's i get the feeling it might just be somebody in for the sake of it and i i hope i'm wrong 
I hope we do find uh, find a gem or find uh, there is a target that we've wanted for a while that has come available or something. But I just got I've got this gut feeling that it's going to be a bit of a, a panic buy. But at the same time, I guess uh, we can't fault. You know, we've said that something needs to change, so we can't. Or, you know, we've got to try something. So maybe new faces is what what's needed. Well, let's get the gaffer's view on it. Let's hear from him. He was speaking after the game on Saturday after that uh, goalless draw with Stevenage. Uh, it was asked about potential incomings and, and outgoings. This is Graham Cochrane's thoughts uh, on the transfer window coming to a close later this week. We're still in the infancy, but uh, I just wish we had been been we had all been together from the off. To be quite honest, and from a frustrating point of view, me myself and not having um, a number of players who had set out at the start of the season to have and to have in my team and, and to have it very much part of me me starting eleven, uh, probably three or four players we've uh, we, we we don't have. So uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to maybe look and, and maybe address in one or two areas of of, of the team at this moment in time because we're light uh, we're very light on numbers. We'll We'll obviously look to uh, to improve one or two areas of the pitch. We'll obviously look to add add to numbers. I think I don't know off the top of my head. I think I'm looking at 15, 16 senior pros. Uh, the two young kids in, uh, in 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 Ty Sinclair and Ali Smith have done brilliantly to hang on. But I, I think looking at the the trophy, the games in the in the in the, in the trophy the other night, Lincoln, I, I do think we do need one or two uh, one or two reinforcements. You, you would certainly be looking for something in around the the, the midfield or the attacking area of the pitch. Um, so. And we we are uh, we are light in, in 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 certainly in midfield for sure. So uh, that that could be that could be an area that that needs uh, looking at and addressing. Um, I, I thought Perchy done ever so well today for his uh, for, for for where he is and, and where he's come from, uh, fitness levels as well. He was he looks strong. So, um, but yeah, he, he Perchy's not going to play 45, 50 games for us this season. We know that we're not uh, we're not naive enough to think that. So so that the, the area the, in midfield would be to answer your question. Yet yeah, the area of, of midfield would need addressing. That's Graham Cochran speaking to I Follow Stags. You can watch that interview in full, and of course catch this week's uh, press conference once that's come out. Uh, once that comes out um, on uh, MansfieldTown.net forward slash I Follow Stags. And if you fancy a laugh or an indication of how boring Saturday's 0-0 draw was, get yourself on the uh, What From Home uh, footage where there is actual footage of my dad's reaction to the game. Yes, he falls asleep during the game. Falls asleep during the game. It sum, summed it up brilliantly. Summed it up brilliantly. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. We'll be around for the next uh, sort of five ten minutes. Um, so, um, Callum, in response to your comment about Matt Preston, Cam uh, says the only people that worked with Matt Preston was the anger management team. Um, in response to Jimmy Knowles and his development at Notts County, Nathan says Knowles is on the bench uh, for County tonight. Uh, and Stephen says, in terms of transfers, we need somebody in midfield who knows what to do with the ball. You can't expect defenders to feed the forwards with the with decent balls. Yeah, we have to uh, get somebody in there. I think we're definitely missing Ollie Clark uh, at the moment. Obviously, didn't play against um, against Lincoln. Came off against that in that game uh, against Newport and didn't play in the game on uh, Saturday at home to Stevenage either. Um, I'd like to see another midfielder being brought in, but also I'd, I'd like to. Um, potentially see uh, another wide player being brought in, someone that you can play on, on in an attacking role on the right or the left, which would then uh, allow us that natural change of, of shape to drop into that four-two-three-one. You are Amari Sterling James. Yes, yes, get him back. You've got, you've got, you've got the man. Nathan has got the man. That's that's who we need. Where is he now? Anyway, where has he disappeared? Is it Kidderminster? Is that now? 
No, I don't. I'll Google it. Come on, <laughs> you you are supposed to be Amari's biggest fan, Nathan. I'm disappointed. Um, yeah, well, yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I've no idea where he's gone, but uh, yeah, Kidderminster. Bring him back. Well, there you go. Um, Steve, uh, sorry, Mark says, uh, didn't he Cochrane say at the start of the season that he didn't want too many uh, players in the squad? He did, but I don't think he. T- I think. Um, I think definitely the transfer of Danny Rose has sort of left a, uh, a spot available. I think that would be fair to say, Nath. Ish. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced. This is this is my point earlier. I, I just feel like we're going to be going out and buying for the sake of it. I, you know, we've still got um, four strikers in, and I know he's obviously mentioned the midfield. Yeah. But at the moment, the midfield aren't getting the ball, so I think it's more the style of play, and uh, you know, we probably do need one in yet to make up the numbers for for, for Danny Danny's departure. But I don't know. I'm not. I, I still think the numbers aren't aren't too bad it's more the style of play and the way we play the thing for me which which sort of raised a few eyebrows and concerns for me i don't know whether it's he was speaking um whether it's because he was speaking at the end of the game and obviously emotions are different after the game you don't really have time to think about it but obviously he sort of mentioned you know senior pros and Sort of that discounts Ali Smith and Tyrese Sinclair, and we've said it. We've said it numerous times, Cam. That you know we feel that if Sinclair gets a, a run of games, he can really show what he can do. And uh, I don't know if I felt if I was one of those two players, I'd be slightly um, disappointed. Uh, disappointed by that. And another thing as well on that, um, he also mentioned in his pre-match, obviously talking about team selection, uh, Marek Steck, which we've sort of glossed over a little bit uh, today. Yes, he came in and kept a clean sheet, but absolute howler with the with the kick which nearly went in um you also got in the efl team of the week as well which is i find quite funny um, but he mentioned you know stecks the number one um which basically said to me he's always going to play and stone's only going to play in, in cups and when um stecks injured and i i didn't feel that was quite fair i i, I would have liked a statement about it being competitive and, and things like that. It didn't, it, it, with that and with what he said about Ali Smith and Tyree Sinclair, it, it almost went back to that feeling of, and that thought process of he's got his 11, he's, he's, he's got his side and everyone else is just, just sort of there to, you know, to, to supplement that in a way. And I don't like that style. I, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope, you know, that's just my opinion. I hope I'm wrong on that. Yeah. And we saw, more, more under, uh, under Evans, what that ha- what that does to the camp, uh, the the toxicity. Thank you, in the dressing room, and it just because then when players are sat on the bench constantly or out of the squad, then when they do have to come into the squad, they just don't. They're not the same players, and it's just frustrating because we've got such such talent on the bench most of the time in like Kellen Gordon, Tyrese Sinclair, and they just don't get that opportunity. And it's them sort of players that you think that could come off the bench and change a game and and, and really give the, the, the starting 11 uh, a real run for their money in training and when actually playing. So, and then going back to the whole goalkeepers thing, I think that's very unfair on Aiden Stone. Aiden's a fantastic goalkeeper and he deserves to have his chance. Yes, he's still got a lot to learn. Yes, he's got a, uh, he's still young. Uh, but he's got a, a fantastic goalkeeper to learn from in stack. Been there, done it. We've said this in the past, but they need the chance to both get game time and both stake a claim as to why they're 
why they deserved that that number one shirt. Uh, Ricky says he needs to teach his eleven to stop making appalling decisions. It's our balls ups that cost us more uh, more so than the tactics, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, we've still got there is a learning process in there. There's still a lot of mistakes which we need to tighten, um, and we've sort of we've just got to get on the front foot a little bit more, more and be um, be a bit more expressive in our play. Um, with that said, we've had five games to sort of. Um, you know, tweak with that to lay the ghost to rest, to use Cochrane's own words. We've not quite been where we wanted it to be. Um, three points from a possible 15. We perhaps should have had arguably nine, maybe maybe 10 or 11. Um, but from the next lot of um, five games, what I want to see is if we really have laid these ghosts to rest, Nath, then we, we've got to do a lot better in, in this period of next next five games over the course of um, the rest of October. They're going to come thick and fast, so it's a good chance to get a little bit of momentum. Um, but we, it's all right saying we've laid these ghosts to rest, um, but it, it feels like an episode of Scooby-Doo sometimes. You lay one ghost to rest and another one comes along. They'd have got away with it too if it weren't for the meddling kids. Hey! <laughs> God's sake. I mean, Halloween is around the corner as well, so uh, let's hope we're not having a few more nightmares before then. We need to, we need to sort it out, don't we? But uh, oh, I don't know. This is, you know, going to the top of the show. I mean, what we were talking about, obviously, I don't think it's the right time to, to sack Cochran at this point, not after five games. But if we carry on the way we are, then it's going to be hard to defend him in, you know, come 10 games. And I think we're realistically we've got to be looking at nine or you know, it was a minimum of sort of 10 points out of the next five i think if he's to to win some fans back around and that, and that's with some improved performances as well yeah you have to wonder if we were allowed in stadiums what it had been like after saturday's game and who would be congregating socially distanced of course uh, in the corners of the uh, of the stands, um, Owen says, uh, "I uh, hey up lads, uh, I question Cochrane starting eleven. He seems to drop players who deserve the start. Stone has been phenomenal, and I question the style of football he plays. We seem to play on the back foot and not want to play with a high tempo, which we played under Flickcroft and Evans. And it's the tactic uh, that Maynard needs up front. Absolutely agree on that. We do need to play more on the front foot if we're going to utilise the, um, uh, the the strengths and the qualities which." Players like Maynard, Jamie Reed, George Maris have. Um, George Maris, for me, I could talk about him all night. He's the best ball player in, in League Two by a country mile, in my opinion. Yet he's absolutely lost playing for us in the minute. He's far too deep um, for no fault of his own. He tries to make things happen. And to be fair, when he does get on the ball and um, gets the players to sort of play with him, he is effective. But it's it's nowhere near the level that um, is needed for him. And again, he's another one, Cam, that with a slight tweak of formation, slight tweak of approach, we would get him absolutely firing and show everybody exactly why he's the best ball player in League Two. It's like a, another version of Alex McDonald. We know we know his absolute quality, but slightly. You went there, wrong. didn't you? Jesus Christ! Oh yes, right. It was, it was Bring it, Nathan. About Preston. Bring it, Nathan. I mean, one more <laughs> strike. One more strike, Nathan. He's out of this. He's out of this call. I'm kicking him off of this Skype call. I'm telling you. But you get my point, though. It's you get my point. It's we've got the players. No. Uh, we know the players' ability, and it's just frustrating because we know how good they are, but when the system doesn't suit them or it did not played in the right way. Um, 
it's just frustrating because we we know the quality, we know they can change games, and when when they are given chance, it's just infuriating that they don't they're not able to have that that um, that freedom to go out and play the the, the football that they they can, and no. with it's a bit like Harry Charsley as well. We know how how good he is and fantastic. Um, Fantastic ball player, getting ball forward, getting it out wide, and just playing fast, fluid football. And it's just when players are being forced to play a specific type, it's just disheartening to watch because it's like we know that we're so much better, but we just don't show it. Absolutely. Let's take a quick look at the next five games. Bradford, of course, at home. Uh, on uh, Saturday, uh, 16th place at the moment for them. Then Morecambe away in midweek. Who'd have thought they'd be top nice? <laughs> Hello. Um, that I think that just uh, goes to show that you obviously can turn it around. I don't expect them to be up there come the end of the season, but we could be could be wrong. But um, it's just typical that we've got them early on in the season and they're in they're in form. So we've got some tricky games coming up. Absolutely. Also remember that game's moved forward. Slightly seven is it? Are early, aren't they? Every Tuesday. Yeah, night. so Morecambe has been moved forward. So Bolton. Uh, Bolton. Bolton got moved forward earlier today, and, and Barrow as well. Barrow, yeah, has they, also been moved. Forward. Are they all now seven o'clock? Or are they yes, all seven o'clock, which yes. seems to be the way we're going in this COVID world. Which, to be fair, makes a bit more sense when people are watching from home and not able to get there because the fans don't need the the travelling time. I'm going to rant about that. In a little while, uh, after the Morecambe game, then of course it's a trip to Cheltenham, who uh, before they played tonight, I believe they're playing tonight, um, resided in fourth. Then it's Barrow, who uh, have not had the start to league life they wanted in 20th, and then Warsaw in 13th. So I'm just going to ask you both for a figure. We've had three points from the opening uh, possible 15. From the next 15, um, what is the bare minimum that you would uh, accept from the next 15 points available, Cam? <laughs> 15? No, that's <laughs> not realistic at all. Uh, they are games that we can win. It's going to be difficult, but they're, they're all teams that have had a bit of a an indifferent start. Obviously, Morecambe are flying high. Barrow are uh, enjoying life back in League 2, just slightly above us. Bolton have found it difficult as well, but... Seven, eight. Seven or eight. Nathan, any advances on seven or eight? Feels like an auction. <laughs> I'd like us to to get nine or ten, but I, I, that's what I like and what I think we get are two different things, I think. Oh, yeah, we'd love to get 15, anywhere between 10 and 15, but realistically, are we good enough? Realistically, I'd probably say we'll get about five or six, yeah. Realistically, I want nine, and I, I don't. I don't know. I think even that's setting the the bar too high. I think anything less than nine points from the next f- five games. I think for me, I think that's a uh, because you, you look at that as an average. Yeah, it's, it's a point a game, but also, you know, you've you've got to throw a few wins in there. We've got to be aiming for at least nine points. There's sides in there that we've got to be beating. Certainly, the home games um, in Bradford, um, Barrow, and and Warsaw. We've got to be winning those home games for sure. And I know it's early on in the season, but obviously this is something that's really going to start playing a factor. Um, tonight, Grimsby are playing. They're winning currently. We're slipping further and further down that well, league Grimsby, table. Again, COVID will play a part in this because Grimsby have got, what, two games in hand on us? 
yeah. even early even early in at this this point in the season so yeah th- th- that has to be uh, looked upon um as that's got to be looked at um as well um Owen says, talking about players, he says, we miss a player type like Melis, someone who is the maestro of the middle of the park. I don't understand why the passion is to play for the draw. I know you guys um, know we can't draw three games in five to win the league. It's purely unacceptable. And I back Cochrane, but time is ticking with the gaffer. We need that uh, fluidity again that we had under Flickcroft. Uh, and uh, Clive says, evening. Apologies, I've missed most of the show. I've been out for a curry with friends whilst it's still allowed. Right, rant ahoy time. Um, because on Twitter early, I'm going to end the show very, very um, uh, soon indeed. Uh, by the way, in the live league table, um, with scores as they are, obviously Grimsby playing tonight, as Cam mentioned. Grimsby have leapfrogged above us. They're now in 19th and we sit 22nd. Um, just a point above the relegation zone. So for me, um, again, Saturday's fixture with them getting their games in and maybe finding a little bit bit of form. We need to get a win on the board on Saturday. We need to get a win on the board. Anyway, uh, rant ahoy time. Yesterday, I think it was, um, there was a evening with Arsene Wenger at the London Palladium. Has anybody seen the picture on Twitter? I've seen your... Uh, I mean, Nathan did <laughs> yeah, so now obviously I like theatre. I think it's a, it's a good way to you know it, it's it's a good way to relax. It's always good to go and catch a show. There's lots of good shows out there, and I know a lot of people that work in the industry. So I'm not slagging off theatre here. I'm buzzing that they are back. But if people can go and sit inside in a venue of that magnitude at that capacity, because looking at the photos, that wasn't running at like 10% capacity. That was probably more like 70%, 80% capacity. If they can do that safely and securely, which, you know, powers um, that be seem to say it is, if they can do that for, ironically, a sporting-themed show... Why the bloody hell can't we go and watch Stags against Bradford at the One Course Stadium on Saturday? No? Anybody got any answers for me? Uh, blame, blame Sage and blame the local councils. It's just, yeah. It's because it, there's, there is no common sense left in the world at all. Everything it's is. Be- enough that you, you can go and sit in hospitality and watch the matches. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go and watch it in the outdoor stand. It. It doesn't make sense, I'm with you. Especially when the clubs have already put so much in place to ensure that they can uh, guarantee the you know distance between seats, etc. They've, yeah. they've already done all that work. I, I don't understand if that hadn't been put in place yet, but it but it has. That's, yeah. that's ready. And it, it's uh, out, what I don't get as well is outside. Yeah, like the Palladium will have aircon and all, all of that stuff, but it's outside. How much more you know, safe can you get than fresh air? And we all know that the One Core Stadium is the coldest bloody stadium in the world anyway, so there's obviously plenty of cold air. All right, there's plenty of hot air at the end when we drew nil-nil and can't break a team down, but that's irrelevant. You know, as Nathan said, we, we, we've we've put all the COVID safe in place, we've got all the distance in place, we've, we've mapped all that out, so why can't we go on Saturday? But if the bar was open and wasn't underwater and all of that stuff... Um, it's ironic that we'd be able to go and watch it on a live stream in the bar here when the game is taking place in the same venue there, the other side of a wall. Does not make sense. Can I also just throw something into the mix? So, obviously, Craig works football in the community. He can go to work 
in said football stadium. <laughs> yes, I can. You're right. Me, personally, I go to UCFB. My lectures are taught at the Etihad Stadium, Manchester City. Salford, don't let him, don't let him lie. Shut he goes it. to Salford shut every it, day. Shut it, oh, shut yeah. it, shut it. <laughs> Why can I go to a lecture Sorry. with 30 or 40 other people inside... But I can't go and sit in the actual stadium outside, socially distanced. Yes, it's education, but it's still a football stadium. It's I'm, it's still a COVID secure stadium, Premier League stadium. What are they teaching you, by the way? Because I mean, you've said both Matt Preston and Alex McDonald. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> you, you alright, Nath? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, Cam's left. Let's go. We've finally, we've finally done it. He's left. He's left the call. Happy days. We've, we've got rid of him. Oh, love it. I'm not adding him back in, by the way, either. That's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous. But no, in, in all seriousness, Nath. Obviously, you know, you've been on holiday. You've been to another country, um, which isn't on the, you know. Oh, he's added himself back in. Who said he could do that? That's annoying. Are we done? Are we done? Well, it depends. You got your Salford background on or not? Because I can just see. No, you've not. You got you've just gone grey. Uh, I was just saying to Nathan. You know, he's been on holiday the last couple of weeks. He's been to a, a different country. Hasn't have to had to self isolate or anything when you've come when you've come back. So I just don't. I just don't get it. And you know, all this stuff at the moment. This this stuff about which is another debate in itself about. Um, you know the 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 new plan of football and whatever. Trying to again weedle B teams into League Two and all of that and change the top fly and, and all of this new plan. None of it protects lower league clubs in terms of finances. The only way to protect lower league clubs for finance is to get fans back in the stadium. We're paying ridiculous money for an iFollow code at the minute for season ticket holders. I see no reason why we can't go in. Um, I know it's like non-league teams can go in because it's classed as a non-elite sport. Well, have you watched Mansfield play lately? Because that's non-elite either, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, fair enough. If I had to watch the whole season on iFollow, my season ticket actually works out cheaper than the iFollow codes, paying £10 per game. Doesn't for us. It doesn't for us. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's ridiculous because it's like tonight, well, should have been, uh, just for example, the FA Cup tonight. So uh, FC United and Manchester were playing Alfreton. Oh, that got cancelled because Alfreton have got cases. But they could have up to 400 in their game but you go one division higher and for example guys I've got the Geisley Matlock game on in the background and just because just because Geisley are in a one division above and it's classed as elite national national north national south they're not allowed crowds in but somewhere like the London Palladium can have... I think the rule was, it wasn't a set capacity. It was you had you have to have one seat between each. Like, if you had two people, you'd have a space, then a person, and then a space, and then another two people. Well, how does this work? Well, again, that's that's not two metres, is it? It's ridiculous. Look, no, it's not. The rules and, don't... And, the, I don't want this to become political at all. My point was, the rules don't work. There's no common sense involved... We as supporters are desperate to get behind 
the stacks and get behind the players and show them this new cohort of players and show them that we support them and add that extra 10% to, to a match day, somebody's got to step in with common sense because I don't know how much longer I can go on watching on a Saturday afternoon from, from my sofa and watching it through a stream. It's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. And almost like when we're doing these podcasts, I feel like a fraud sometimes. I feel like a fraud. I genuinely do. It doesn't feel like I'm supporting at all. You are a fraud. <laughs> True. My name's really I mean, Steve. Yeah. All right, guys. How are you? You're right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well done. Um, but no, it's it's rubbish because we like me and you at the minute. Me and Craig got the away shirt on. We've not seen us play in it. No. Not physically. We've all bought the NHS shirt. We're all paying eye follow. Per well, not obviously not per game because we've got season tickets, but away games, paying for them. It's just that we're pumping so much money into our clubs for them to survive. We now just need Sage to let us in because it's this is the it's not it's not Boris, it's not the government's decision anymore. We're being told what we can and can't do by the scientists yeah and we all know that scientists know sod all about football so there you go uh, right I'm, just, uh, I'm only joking of course i want to try and end on a bit of tongue-in-cheek uh, ness tonight uh, that's pretty much it for for this week we've gone on a little bit so we'll we'll uh, we'll halt it there uh, finally though before we do break off obviously we've got a game on uh, saturday at home to bradford um what's your social calendars for the weekend boys because to be honest I need some sanity at five o'clock. I mean, what's what's your social calendar? Are you uh, are you off on another holiday, Nath, or are you self isolating, or or what? Well, fortunately, no, I'm not off on another holiday. I was I was hoping they were actually going to cancel flights into England whilst I was out there, but <laughs> they're letting it. Uh, but no, I I, I will be uh, available for for the. Uh, Call down show. We will see you at, f- at uh, 15 minutes after the full-time whistle on Saturday. Cam, what are you doing? Are you uh, off to watch Salford on Saturday, of course, uh, under their new manager, Paul Scholes, or, or soon to be the Cowley brothers? Or I mean, yeah, not that I'd be able to watch anyway, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I'll be watching. So there you go. Um, you, you get. Yeah, you... I'll actually be. I'll actually be watching the game this weekend. So. <laughs> so there you What's go. Salford? There you go. That's that's not. But let's bully him in the chat afterwards, Nate. Let's not do it on a public forum where people can gather evidence of it on the internet. Um, that's pretty much it for this week. Thanks as always uh, for watching uh, and for joining in. The Stags, after five games of the uh, Skybet League Two season, haven't had the start they wanted. But as they face Bradford City at home on Saturday. Can they turn their fortunes around and make the next five games a little bit more positive? Ranting and COVID aside, let's focus on one thing. That's backing the boys, whether that be from your sofa, from your garden, with no more than six people, as long as they're not family. And who knows how these tiers and things work. Just stay positive. Stay supporting the Stags. And one day soon, maybe, probably, ish, There'll hopefully be some form of normality. Let's hope that normality means three points. That's what we're hoping for. My thanks to Cam Felton, to Nathan Edge. I've been Craig Priest. My thanks also to you at home for watching, for listening, for sharing, for commenting. Stay safe and remember, 
Mansfield always matters. Good night. Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.